When building an entrepreneurial business, you will never reach the goals you want for your business or yourself without systematizing your business. On the Building to Scale podcast, our mission is to help you, the entrepreneurial business owner, find clarity in what is holding you back in your business today, as well as guide you in building a more profitable, scalable, and ultimately saleable business. Welcome to the Building to Scale podcast. This is Jeff Chastain, your host today and business transformation guide here with Admentis. Today, I've got a, a great, really expert guest here for you. We've got Rachel Jinks here, who is the, the founder, the owner, and brand boss of the Brand Boss Studios, and also have another fellow podcast host here for the Brand Boss Show. Now, when somebody talks to you about the idea of branding, what's the what's the first thing that comes to mind? And I'll be the, the first to admit that when my mind would immediately go to typically logos or color palettes, things like that, that it's kind of your, your image, your picture of the brand at that point. But Rachel here takes a, a different approach, honestly, a much deeper approach, which really aligns with the, the ideas that we've been talking about when it comes to the importance of developing a culture in your company. So I don't want to take away from, from her passion, from her enthusiasm here in the interview that, that Rachel brings here. So let's go ahead and just jump right on into the interview, into the conversation here, and we'll wrap up here on the end. Good morning. So Rachel, thanks again for, for joining us, for coming on, for taking a few minutes out of your day here. And just want to say welcome. Thank you again for first and foremost. Thank and you so I, much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And then kind of jump right on in, I guess. I always love hearing entrepreneurial stories. Just what's your kind of, how'd you get started or what's your what's your kind of short version of your story there? Sure, I'll give you the cliff notes because it's long. But um, <laughs> the cliff notes is that I have never had a normal job in my life. So graduated high school, was invited to dance with a professional ballet company. Um, from there, ended up launching my own kind of first, maybe I'll try this thing, but in retrospect, I was basically, I went from launching a business to very quickly working from somebody else. So I feel like that's like, let me dip my toe in the water. Um, and then I've done international public relations. I have been a self-taught designer at an international production company. I have worked in the world of advertising. I've been a marketing director. So I've done all of the things. And actually, you know, I talked about like stepping my toe into entrepreneurship. So when my ballet career ended because of injuries, I connected with a woman who was an entrepreneur, though I didn't have that language at the time, right? She uh, ran a book company out of her home. She scheduled a number of itinerant authors and she had an 18 month old and she needed help with all of that. So I kind of just jumped in doing, you know, whatever there was to do, whatever needed doing. And as a result, we ended up growing her company so much that we became partners and took on more clients and all of that. So that's kind of where I cut my teeth in entrepreneurship, but I don't think I would have realized that until much later in my journey when I stepped into the world of entrepreneurship myself. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's always interesting hearing different people because very rarely do you come out just saying, hey, I'm gonna be a, a business owner. I'm gonna start that way. It's usually some kind of journey that various steps and various turns right there. But um, so got to know you a little bit here and just talking with you. And I, I have to say, I love the the concept of the brand boss, your identity, your brand kind of a thing there. Cause it's, and I'm, I'm curious a little bit more as to how that came about. I know you'd mentioned it briefly offline, but still curious as to kind of how that came about and, and what's what, what the naming was behind that as to 
just something you dreamed up versus how did that one come along? Sure, definitely. So in the fall of 2019, I had a business prior to this one and I just heard that phrase brand boss one day and it just kind of stuck with me. I actually at that time thought it was going to be a, pl a client we were going to serve. And so that's where my mind was going with that. You know, as entrepreneurs, we've already got like five other business ideas in, in process. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to go after this or something. But I didn't think that was going to end up being my business. So having been in public communications for now 23 years, I got really fed up with a lot of what I saw out there in terms of this overall, and I'm not making a blanket statement, you know, against the people in this industry, but I'm going to call it an attitude that tends to prevail in this industry where, you know, the marketing agency, the ad agency, whatever is the experts and the business owners are stupid. And I hated that. I always hated that. Right. And some agency would come in and tell the business owner what to do. And I saw business owner after business owner throwing so much money. We're talking millions of dollars, right? Hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars into things that didn't work just because somebody else told them that's what they needed to be doing. And so, and then the conversations that would happen about that client behind closed doors, oh, it irked me, right? And that's just an attitude that I've seen various places that I've worked time and time again. And of course, we all have client stories, right? But there's a difference between it being the atmosphere and just, hey, I got to vent about this one thing. And what I really got fed up with was that atmosphere. And so what I became really passionate to do is teach business owners, as I like to say, empower you to rock your brand like a boss, right? To teach business owners the strategies behind branding and marketing so that you understand what works, what doesn't work in a very, very simple, easy to understand way. So that when you are, you have your in-house team or you're working with, you know, your marketing agency, your advertising agency, you go into it understanding, hey, this is what works. This is you know, why? So that you can make informed decisions and not just be blindly led by somebody else to, and throwing money away in things that are not going to get you a return. So in 2019, that's why I started the Brand Boss Show podcast, because it's about empowering you to rock your brand like a boss. And then a very unexpected thing happened. People started calling me the Brand Boss, right? Everywhere I went, people started calling me the Brand Boss. And I was super uncomfortable with that. Because I was like, no, 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 this isn't about me. This is about empowering you. But sometimes destiny calls your name before you recognize it, right? And so in January of 2020, I knew that it was time to own my identity as the brand boss. And I called my teammate and I said, hey, we're doing a rebrand. Yeah, joke's on us. So <laughs> we were going to roll this out in April of 2020. Surprise! And ended up launching an entirely new company in the middle of a global pandemic. And so that is where this idea of the brand boss studio comes from. It's not, it's not just about us being the brand boss, but it's about us equipping you to be the boss of your brand because you are the owner of your business. And I'm going to get on a tangent for a second, Jeff here, but I firmly believe this wasn't just an idea that you had, right? This is a business that was entrusted to you. And I believe that this business was given to you on purpose for a purpose. And at the end of the day, nobody knows the identity of your company. Nobody knows the purpose of your company. Nobody knows the inside of your company, right? 
better than you. If you think about, you know, parents, then just to use that analogy, there's that phrase, you know, that nobody knows a child better than the one who heard their heart from the inside, right? It's the same thing that's true for your business. Nobody knows your business better than you because it's your business because it was given to you. And so if I can put tools in your hands, or yes, we do provide, you know, those done for you services, but all of it's done in terms of not us coming in and saying, hey, we're gonna tell you how to do things, right? But no, let's partner together. Let's learn about your business and let's create the strategy together, not out of some tactics that's trending right now, right? But what's the strategy that's really going to see the most impact for you? And we can't make that decision without your input because nobody knows your business like you do. Yeah, I, I, I love the idea. And it's, I would say, honestly, we need to work together business-wise because that's, that's, that's <laughs> my mentality there that I, I come in from a coaching perspective and it's like, okay, I'm not the one here driving your business. You've got the expertise in it. We're just trying to sit here and make you more efficient, build a stronger foundation under it. So I'd, I really love where you're coming from, but, and granted, it may not be the original intent, but it, I did, but to me, the, the whole boss concept, especially the, the rock your boss kind of idea, it, to me, it goes through to say, you're driving the brand, you're driving this forward. And then I tell clients all the time from a, a cultural perspective, an identity perspective, your business is going to have a culture. It's just question as to, okay, are you driving it or is it? being defined on its own by your team or by the circumstances or whatever going on right now. So is that kind of the the conceptual, it sounds like what you were talking about, I, I think I saw a, a video on the website where you talk about that concept of identity and how you're, how you're mm. defining that at that point. Absolutely. So yeah, so the whole concept of identity is a pretty deep conversation we go into with all our clients. The, the crux of it is, the true foundation of every successful brand begins with identity because when you know who you are you can function from that place and i'm gonna kind of take a left turn and then i'm gonna come back around to answer your question jeff but i have to say this because i think sometimes you have to establish the language for what you're talking about to really bring the context so when it comes to branding right everybody jumps to this to your logos to your colors to your fonts to whatever right but that's the outfit. To truly understand the power of branding, you have to think about branding in reverse. Branding is not about you putting your mark on something. Branding is the mark that that experience that any customer or potential customer has with your company, by the way, at any and every interaction with your company, that mark that that experience makes on their minds, that is your brand and that you have control over. So this is why it's so important to dig into the identity of your company as the foundation of your brand. And, but you know, before we hopped on, Jeff, you were just sharing a little piece about your daughter. Would you just say a few words to describe her to me? Just first words that come to mind. Um. I'd say. I know I put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute here. Um, no, I, I'd say uh, very independent. I'd say, um, uh, boy, that, that's actually the one that's describing everything right now. Is she's got her own path. Um, now it's it's very intelligent, strong beliefs. Like I said, independent kind of idea. Um, 
generally a happy personality. Those are great. That kind of where you're going. That's okay. great. I'll, I'll pull you off the hot seat. That's great. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it interesting to me that you didn't say anything about what she's wearing? Yeah. Because when you really get to know somebody, the way that you really get to know and trust someone, right? As business owners, as companies, the most valuable commodity you have is trust because people do business with people they trust. I know I sure do. So the way that you really get to know and trust someone doesn't really have anything to do with what they look like on the surface. That's just part of it, you know? Now, if somebody, you know, I am just, for those of you who can't see me off camera, I'm a rather small woman. I have long blonde hair, you know? So if somebody is expecting to see me at an event and I happen to, in that case, you know, be seven foot tall and have dreads, I don't know, you know, people wouldn't recognize me, which is a piece that we'll get to in a minute is the power of consistency and why that's so important to have that successful brand. But it has to start with identity because when you know who you are, you can function from that place. Otherwise, you're letting other people tell you who you are. I'm gonna go on another tangent here too. So I love personality tests, huge, huge fan of those, discs, all that kind of stuff, right? I nerd out on that stuff because I am a huge, huge believer in the power of emotional intelligence. And that's one of the things we dig deep to in our marketing is really leveraging the power of emotional intelligence, not to manipulate people, but to communicate with them in a meaningful way and enrich their lives. So anyway, that was a side tangent, but, um, but what can personality be? Personality can sometimes be incongruent with who we are. And I have a story about this. So when I was in Cambodia in 2007, um, one day somebody who was part of the organization that rescued women and children who'd been trafficked, that I was the director of awareness for, um, somebody on their staff had come in and was doing these Myers-Briggs and they're like, hey, Rachel, let's do you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, sure. Well, I was diagnosed, whatever you want to call it, analyzed as an introvert. And that was the first time I'd ever heard that. And so from that day forward, every day I was like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to be an introvert. And so I would go into situations with that planted in my mind, oh, I'm an introvert. And so I started behaving as an introvert when that's not really who I am. I think I'm actually an ambivert, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I became shy. I stepped back. I'm a rather feisty person, right? But I stepped back from that because somebody else defined me. So here's the thing about personality. Personality can be shaped by circumstances, can be shaped by experiences, can be shaped, you know, I have a funny story that for most of my growing up, I didn't know what my favorite color was because when everybody asked me, I just answer the favorite color of whoever I was hanging out with. You know? <laughs> I mean, it was just crazy because I don't actually have one. I have lots of favorite colors and I, that felt like yeah. an inappropriate answer. So I was just like, oh, her favorite color is purple, you know? So there are the, all these things that can shape our personality, but identity is who you are. It's how you were designed. It's what facets were woven into you from before you were born. And guess what? Everybody thinks about business and marketing and all of that, then it's different than real life. It's no different. 
It is no different. There is something inherently unique about your company because there is something inherently unique about you. So rather than have somebody else give you a Myers-Briggs test and diagnose you wrong and show up wrong in the world that is not congruent with who you are, how about we tap into what the actual identity of your company is? How about you be the boss of your own brand, of the mark that that experience with your company makes in the minds of your customers and potential customers? Which by the way, you're not just making it, oh, this is something I get passionate about. <laughs> Branding for your audience is a lie. It's a straight up lie and I'll tell you why. Because that experience, the only thing they have to remember is about them, not about you. That's not how you stand out and that's not how you get remembered, right? I tell this when I do these trainings with one of my teammates, Melissa. So I'm a tea drinker, I have cats, right? Like all this kind of stuff. I love hiking. So I, I say, hey, Melissa, how would you feel if I moved to your town, bought a dog, got rid of my cats and started drinking coffee and craft beer? because I'm a tea and wine girl, right? And she knows that and she's just like, um, that'd be weird. Even when we do it in the exercise, she's still like, uh, that, that'd be weird bordering on creepy. But that's what so much marketing expertise tells you to do. No, uh-uh-uh, they're not looking for themselves, they're looking for you. And here's the thing, and there's literally brain science to back this up, that when you have the courage to be who you are and present your company true to its identity in the marketplace, then those who resonate with that, who are looking for you will find you. But if you show up in the world and you're not being authentic to who you are as a company, you're just trying to do what they say you should do or what you think you have to do, there will be a disconnect and people will feel it even if they can't articulate it. And you will drive away the very customers who are looking for you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting when you see effectively different faces of a company at that point that, yeah, we're trying to, okay, we're gonna put on this face to market to this customer segment or this face over here, not going politics by any means, but you see a lot of that even today of saying, okay, what's what's the hot topic? We're gonna adjust and, and shift to that point. So it's, you see a lot of that and yeah, it's, it's to me, it's like you said, it's not who you are. You're, you're putting on another act, you're putting on another face and that rarely works for at least for a long term at that point kind of a thing. I think it's pretty short lived most of the time. And people can feel it. People yeah. can feel it from a mile away, even if they don't know that's what it is. Whereas if you had shown up authentically congruent with who you are as a company, it acts like, and I'm not talking woo woo stuff, like there's literally brain science to back this up. I had the opportunity to interview an incredibly brilliant neuroscientist, neurosurgeon on episode six of season two of the Brand Boss Show podcast, Dr. Darlene Mayo, and we go really deep on this. But there's literally brain science that when you show up authentic to the identity of who you are, which by the way, everything I'm saying is true for your company as well, right? that it starts to resonate with, there's a part in your brain where identity is stored and it's also connected. It's the same place where our goal center is. Those things are connected. Interesting. And, as, and over time, there are these neural pathways that grow over it. So it's almost like we're blocked from being who we are. But whenever somebody shows up congruent with who they are in their identity, it actually unlocks the brains of your customers. 
it's really wild the neuroscience on it i was like yeah. floored so this is the power of being congruent with who you are you know and when we say authenticity again people are sometimes i feel like think oh well we have to do this to be authentic no just be who you are don't you want to be with people <laughs> yeah. who are real that's all your customers want you to be is real and yeah who well, you say like you, you said they, they deal with people they they know like and trust so they want somebody that's got that if you're putting on that outside face it's like okay can i really trust you because you were something else yesterday or to somebody else so yeah for sure and you know so, go ahead well i was take it a little bit different I'm, I'm curious so going diving a little bit more tactical with it if somebody's sitting here saying okay I, I get the concept how do I figure out who I am how do I figure out what I want the culture of my business to be what what's how are you how do you work with people from that standpoint to say how do you draw that out of them because like you said you're not the one specifying it for them you're trying to get them to come up with it but most people you ask them that question it's probably gonna be deer in the headlights at first saying I have no idea <laughs> I'm so, so what's, glad what's you kind asked of that this standpoint? <laughs> so glad you asked this question. This is my favorite exercise that we do with all our clients, and I'm going to share a snippet of it with you and your listeners today, Jeff. So, this is probably different than you have ever thought about your brand before. So just go with me on this, okay? <laughs> I want you to step back and imagine your company as if it was a person. Now, listen, I said your company not your customer. This is not about your customer avatar, which by the way, that's a great movie, very dehumanizing term. But this is not your customer, this is your company, as if your company was a person. What does your company love? What drives it crazy? What makes it come alive? How is it interacting? with other people? What conversations is it having? About what? How would people who met your company for the first time describe your company? What is important to your company? How would your company want to be described? When you can start to think about it that way, right? And I even say like literally picture a person, picture your company as a person and then describe this person to me. Now you're going so much deeper because that mark in our minds that builds trust goes far deeper than anything on the surface. And so to truly tap into the identity of your brand, you have to go deeper. And that's just a snippet of an exercise that we do. We call it the identity deep dive to help our clients start to think through that. And what I love about that exercise also, again, we approach these things, business and marketing and whatever, like we have to be this and we have to be professional and we have this lingo or whatever. It breaks you out of that and it just lets you think, oh, wait, how would I describe my company as if it was a person? You know, and then from there, now you have some language to begin to boss your culture, to begin to boss your messaging. Oh, this is the tone in which my company would communicate. These are the things they're gonna be talking about, which 
mission statement values all that stuff is good but you can see how this is even deeper right like yeah. okay how are you communicating these things how are you communicating these things to your staff how is your staff communicating these things to the world and so now once you have that we love to build we call it a brand id navigator so that you have all of this data right that you can share with anybody on your team any agency that is coming in and partnering with you so that every message that you send is congruent with this and you're not breaking their trust along the way which you might be doing and not knowing it otherwise yeah no i, I love the approach to it and I, I love the concept of separating yourself from it because especially in in smaller entrepreneurial kind of businesses so much of the identity of the business tends to be the owner of the business they, they don't ever separate themselves from that and to me that's a that's a long-term detriment because the more you can separate yourself and say okay we're going to treat the business as a separate entity all the way to the end to say hey one day we're going to sell the business we're going to step away from it kind of a thing there the longer you keep having those two tightly bound together the more it honestly to me holds the business back but i, I really like the concept of even looking at the brand at the culture as being okay it's a complete separate entity out here picture itself as its own person right that way and to your point of going all the way down into the messaging and everything to make sure everything's congruent because yeah that's to me i refer to that more as the culture of the organization but still that's that's that idea to say okay who are we as an organization that unfortunately most people don't tend to think about most people let it define itself at that point yeah so and so that goes back to the idea of when you let other people define you then you don't really know who you are guess what other people don't really know who you are either yeah no. well it's bad and I, I even look at it from a an employment kind of perspective it's like okay your employees treat it more as just a job it's just a company it's like okay it's no different from the next company over kind of a thing there so culture to me is just it's a lot more than just having your brand on you or something like that or even just having the the five mission state five points your mission statement or whatever out there it's got to be something that's ingrained in the way overall like you're saying it's the personality of that of that business it's the identity there that you go forward with it so i love the way you're presenting that and i have to get you to come present that to my clients here <laughs> you're doing a whole lot better <laughs> job be than i do with it but yeah it's great <laughs> i'd be honored and i love that you use that word culture jeff because i'm a huge fan of that word and there's so much in it because that differentiates this from being, oh, well, this is something they said we have to do, right? Or, okay, now we have this, and so, okay, this is how we're gonna do our social media. Like, that matters, but culture goes so much deeper. Culture speaks to, this is how we interact with our employees, and we want our inner employees to interact with each other. This is how we treat our client relationships. This is how we treat our collaborators, our vendors, our competitors. This is who we are as an organization. This is how we're showing up in the world. And when you look at legacy, when you create a culture, you create something that can outlive you. Yeah, I remember hearing the story at one point of just an illustration, but saying, okay, you walk into this high-end bank or whatever, it's, it's, it's all fancy marble, fancy, nice, quiet ambiance. They've got their, their core values sit here carved in the marble around the stone, kind of a thing. You're standing there looking at it, and all of a sudden you hear this bank teller yell next in line it's just like completely jarring from the atmosphere that you were trying to build there and that's that's really to me again that's that's putting pushing it down into the cold core of 
everybody in the business, not just you or not just your social media. It's like, okay, social media says one thing and yet the employee engagement when you're actually dealing with us is something completely different. It's yes. making sure, like you said, it's, it's top to bottom, it's consistent throughout is key to me at that point, just because it's, you're trying to build that, that relationship right there. And if the customer doesn't know who you are, okay, which, which what's it gonna be this time, then yeah. doesn't, doesn't always chase them off, but at the same time, it, it definitely, lowers the level of engagement there for sure, the quality of the engagement. Yeah, one of the things a mentor of mine said once that has stuck with me is disillusioned customers become somebody else's customers. Yep. And it's oh, true. And that's, that's really, to me, that's one of the keys because you, I, I look at it actually more as in terms of the, the systemization of your business, but to say, you always look at it and say, okay, why is McDonald's on one corner of an intersection survives the, the custom nice fancy burger house on the other corner? It's because consistency is not there. Nobody's yeah. gonna call McDonald's high-end dining, but you know what you're <laughs> gonna get each and every time you go in there. The other place, yeah, it was great that first time when they opened and then the service has trailed off since. I'm not gonna keep going there. I'm not gonna stick around to it. It's the same kind of idea there that, okay, we've got to make sure that everybody's on message, everybody's on point every time saying that. So yeah, I love the concepts, love the idea there. Yeah, and if so, you walked into a McDonald's, oh, sorry. No, you're good, go ahead. Oh, and by, you know, to your same point, if you walked into McDonald's and all of a sudden it's five-star dining and five-star prices, you just lost all your customers also. Yeah. Because that wouldn't be congruent with and consistent with the experience of who McDonald's is as a brand, as a culture. No, makes perfect sense. So really enjoyed the conversation. Unfortunately, can't go forever with this, but, um, I would say it's probably pretty obvious, but if people want to find more about you or get in touch with you, where's the where's the best resources to go find you? Sure. So definitely the Brand Boss Show podcast. Please go check it out. We've got two years worth of episodes in there for you with all kinds of, we do have tactics, we have strategy, we have stories from business owners of how branding has impacted them, that neuroscientists, like I said, there's just so much goodness in there. Um, we also, our website is the brand boss, sorry, not the brand You can find me on LinkedIn at LinkedIn forward slash in forward slash the brand boss. And you can find me at, on Instagram at the brand boss show. Yep. Very consistent. Yeah. We'll have all the links right here below, but I appreciate the time. Appreciate the conversation. And I, I just hope to have more conversations here. Just going off of it. I really enjoyed this. So appreciate it there. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. Thank you. Hey, Jeff Chastain here. I hope you got as much out of that as I did. And honestly, can share some of the passion, some of the enthusiasm there that Rachel really has about her business and really her mission. And in looking back and kind of reflecting on this interview with Rachel, there were really a few key points that I took away from this. And I'd be curious to hear yours as well. Uh, first off here, just this idea of giving your business an identity. So normally we'll talk about culture. Identity is not really one of the terms that I've used before, but I really like the way she put this. And we even kind of touched on this in last week's episode about building, how to build, go about building more customers or build better connections with your customers. Do you remember the, the no like and trust that she mentioned there? In order to do that effectively, you've got to have that identity. You've got to have your, your why and your who with the terminology we looked at figured out is okay, how are we gonna connect with them? And really taking that another step further was Rachel's idea of separating yourself from your business. And while this makes a ton of sense from a branding perspective, there's also a bigger picture perspective here to that concept. 
Now you see, if you and your business are one, then you're never going to be able to build that real lasting value in the business to have it basically turn into an asset that serves you one day, because again, you are that business. We need them separate entities there. The second takeaway was that Rachel really made that point to skip the trending tra uh, trending tactics, say that twice, and create a, a strategy for advancing your message overall. And most entrepreneurs that I speak with honestly don't have, don't feel like they've got time for strategy. They, they want to implement, they want to sell there. Yet this constant focus on, on implementation, i.e. the technician hat that we've talked about before, just keeps you on that hamster wheel of your business. Now, there was a, a quote I heard at some point, I think it was Morris Chang was who it was attributed to, that says, without strategy, execution is aimless. Without execution, strategy is useless. So strategy and execution must work hand in hand, but if you put all the focus and energy into just one of them, then you're really missing out on the full potential right there. So it's gotta be a healthy balance between the two. You've gotta have both the plan as well as the execution executing on that plan. And then lastly, honestly, it's obvious right there that Rachel's got a ton of passion for, for her mission, that she's not in business here just to make a buck and go make a sale. So what I want you to think about, imagine if everyone in your business had that much passion about your mission, about your why. What would that look like? What, what, what would that look like to your customers? And this is really the power that having a, a defined culture, a defined identity, one that you identify, and in, in Rachel's terms, one that you boss, one that you direct right there, can have on both your business as well as your, your customers at that point. So make sure to, after you bookmark this episode here, make sure and check out Rachel's show over at The Brand Boss Show on all the major podcasts where we are, as well as on YouTube. And then until next time, as always, this is Jeff Chastain with the Building to Scale podcast, simply reminding you to take one step today towards building a more profitable, more scalable, and ultimately more saleable business. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Building to Scale podcast. Could we ask you a favor? If you found this episode valuable, please take a moment and leave us a rating in your favorite podcast player as that helps other entrepreneurs find the show. Last, if you are the owner of a small, entrepreneurial business, come join the Building to Scale community where we provide additional coaching and support to business owners just like you. Request your invite at buildingtoscale.com slash group. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you again next week on the Building to Scale podcast.